And the podcast has commenced. We have a guest. Before I introduce him, I want to commence this podcast, as always, with a quote. It usually comes from a philosopher, Condor, singer I love. And this one's going to come from Mike Sherm, who said in a song with Jibo Lean, who said, and I quote, excuse my language, he said, you was raised around niggas that take losses. I was raised around hitters and straight bosses. I like to think my man JT was raised around the same. Shout out JT. Tell him what's up. What's up, guys? How's it going? This is the homie JT. He's from the small... Small, underprivileged city in central to northern California. This is northern to central. Northern. Northern. This is northern California. Shout out to everybody at Higher North Cal 209 and up. Call Gorp. We met here at the coffee shop. You know, um, we had a very interesting fight with some Filipinos, and he backed me up, and I thought he had my back. You know, it went from there. Wasn't that right? You feel me? Hell yeah. He had my back, man. They, they, they threw lumpy at us, and he was like, no, not JT, but nah. But, uh, Tell them a little bit about yourself so we can kind of, just to kind of give them an intro, because I don't want to just break you in and, like, nobody knows you all a little bit more. Uh, basically, I've been in golf all my life, just living it up as much as I can. Life's a party, you only can do it once. Yeah, that's what's up. Life's a party, you can only live it once. So, oh, say that again? Life's a party, you can only do it once. That is true. That is true. That is true. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's nothing. I, I always say it's nothing wrong with having too much fun in life. It's just when it becomes a detriment. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you start doing too many drugs, if you start doing, start getting into too many physical altercations with people, then it gets to a point. Cause that's, that's, I was just talking to my cousin about that. Like, when you start going to parties and kickbacks and stuff like that, that's a natural product of that. Yeah. You're going to get into it with a few couple of dudes, you know. People are going to be throwing you drinks, offering you drinks and putting liquor and stuff in your face. So, do you feel like, do you feel like sometimes you have a conflict with that sometimes? Like, when you do it, when you go kick it, like... I mean, like, I know a lot of people who... Because you're, 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 he's a young dude, by the way. He's 17? Yeah. 17. So, you know, he's still at that phase where he's, like, maturing, kind of, like, maturing into his adulthood, but just kind of learning about life a little bit more. Still kind of... Like, I know a lot of people who have gotten stuff, like, their stuff spiked. So, like, me, if I go to a party or something, mm. I'll bring my own stuff where I know it's safe. And you have to basically just know your surroundings and know where you're at and know if something goes down how to handle yourself and uh, get out playing man i and that the first thing he said was so weird. i got a cousin shout out to angela i just told her the other day i said if you're gonna go to parties with dudes because she's going to college next year yeah. i told her if you're gonna go to college make sure you don't drink make sure that you watch what the hell you drinking when you drink don't when you go to kickbacks don't go to kickbacks and drinks with the dude drink with the dudes give you because sometimes they'll put e-pills in it to try yeah. to get you off the e and put the molly in it i don't care how cute how green eyes you think the guy is like no like no no if you're gonna drink bring your own liquor bring your own liquor that you bought that you know you bought or your homies bought and drink that yeah. but don't be on some i know uh, this, this one guy he went to a party and uh on the top of their beer they laced it with uh acid and they gave it to him, trying to kill him. They fried his brain. Serious? Yeah. Dang, man. Why did they want to kill him? What did he do? Uh, he was in too deep, and oh. they didn't like him. And it just happens. All right. Man, that's another thing, too. You make some enemies at these parties. You make some enemies at these parties that be looking for you. Exactly. You know, and they'll get to you. I tell my little brother that all the time. It's like, when it gets serious, it gets serious. When you have, when you got, man... Now, one of the reasons I wanted to have him on the podcast is because, like, two days ago, we had a really interesting debate because he's um, Peckerwood. Yeah. Now, what is the actual... Because when you told... Well, how, let me tell you how, how... Let me let's just preface this. He got a homie. We have a mutual homie. His name is Josh. Josh, what up? You, sir? With that being said, 
he had, he was joking around with me one time. He was like, because I'd only met him like this election was. I met him one. I met JT. His name's JT too. I met JT one time, like two weeks beforehand, and we talked and we vibed for three hours. We talked about everything. We shared chocolate milk recommendations and shit like that. Like we were just was vibing. We was cool. And then the next week after that, I mean, John was Josh was joking around with me. He's like, yeah, you know, he's a Peckerwood, right? I was like, really? He's like, yeah, I'm a Peckerwood. Yeah, Peckerwood. Now. Some of you guys who might not be familiar with what Peckerwoods are, if you're not from Northern California, if you're just not weren't into like the street life stuff, they're basically like a, a street level of Aryan Brotherhood, a street level of Nazi lowriders or white supremacy, like in that kind of car. And a lot of the times, a lot of and a lot of the times when you go to jail, if you're a young dude between like 16 and 24, if you go to not even if you're young, if you go to jail, if you go to San Quentin, if you go to Folsom, if you're trying to ride with a car that'll keep you, that'll keep um. And to correct, correct, correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. A lot of the times you're trying to ride with a car, people who will back you up in case you get into it with another clique like the the, um, the Sixes or BGF or Asian Boys or TRG. They'll back you. They'll back you up. And so when he first told me that, that threw me off because I was like, because when I think Peckwood, I automatically think like I said, white supremacists. Like, but I kept thinking like, bro, he didn't give like a, I didn't even give him like a racist vibe. And so when I brought it up to you, what was the first thing you said to me? First thing I said, I was like, man, I used to be. First of all, let me just let me just say this. I'm gonna tell you how brave he was to me. I never get. He took. He said, yeah, I am. He took his spit cup up. Yeah, I am. What? <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I got the gun on my motorcycle. He has a motorcycle. But yeah, go ahead. So uh, the first thing I had to say is, I used to be that way, real racist, real against everything. But over my time, I realized what's the point of disrespecting somebody just because of their color when. If they're gonna respect me, I'm gonna respect them. White, black, Asian, Mexican, no matter what they are, banging different colors. As long as they're gonna respect me, I'll respect them. Now, so I wanna ask in that in that same bar, I wanna ask you two questions. In that point where you were at that point where you did hate blacks or you did whatever when you was racist, was it? What do you think? What do you think made you? Um, what do you think brought that mindset? Like, was it just natural? Was it just peer pressure or? Honestly, I don't know. I just fell into that way just because I knew a lot of, just when I was hanging around a lot of bad people. So all I knew was like the bad people from each races. So I just said, they're going to hate me. So why not hate them? Right. Like you're saying like, if you were hanging around like bad, like bad blacks, you might hate you because you're white or yeah. bad Asian. But then I don't know. But then that's when then that's what we had a debate about because like with black people, like I told them, when you have black gangs, it's I've never seen a black unless you go to like the really extreme nation of Islam. No disrespect to Louis Farrakhan. I know y'all out here, you know, I don't I want no smoke, but if y'all do want smoke, I do have smoke for y'all niggas. With that being said, I don't I don't know any black gang that hates some white people just to hate white people. And that's what we're debating about. And once again, once again, we're not trying to we're not trying to compare moralities. Gangs a gang, regardless if the trip is the same thing as being a, being a Nazi lowrider is as bad as being a crip. What I was saying was is that there's no gang that's gonna just go at you just straightforward with the hatred. Well, yeah, it was mainly just from the people I hung around with because they had beef with them, and they see me and it's just like, all right, he ain't around with them. Like, right. we're not gonna like him either. And then stuff started popping off, and we never raised to back down, so we just went at it. 
Now, what made now what made what made you kind of evolve out of that mindset? Because it's a lot of people. You know, keep in mind, I'm gonna keep saying he is 17. So it's a lot of people who his age who are still stuck in that mindset. Yeah. Who really are still stuck in that? Who really are drawing Nazi swastikas on their? He has a he has a he has a motorcycle helmet. It has like a bolt. It's like a regular bolt. It's not the Nazi bolt. It's not the Nazi bolt. But when I saw it, I, that's what I automatically thought. Like, is it one of the, is it one of those? But like, why? What do you think made you evolve out of that mindset? Mainly like. I started hanging around with different people, not getting in all the trouble that I used to get in, and realizing like there's better people than the people who I used to hang around with that are different races than just white. You know what? Actually, speaking of which, because you seem like a really smart person on the low. You're one of those people who's smart but just don't want to show it to people. Yeah. And people like you, I always notice like you'll be in a clique of people who will be doing bad things. You'll be the smartest person. But somewhere, maybe it's because they rely on you because you're being loyal. Maybe they rely on you because of your strength. Like, you'll still run with them when you know that just by your brains alone, you could go a totally different path than them. What do you think puts you in the car with those people, with those bad people? Like, just, I thought it was cool. I was young and dumb and thought it would just be a smart thing to do. And now that I'm getting older and mature and realizing like it was all stupid like yeah a lot of this I had like a lot of good times doing it but it's just not the smartest route for anybody alright how many of your homies do you think are still like well do you know are still trapped in that still stuck in that mindset a lot honestly I don't I don't really associate with them if I see them I say what's up but I don't hang out with them on a daily basis I don't do anything I just school work sleep school work sleep <laughs> This is the future. This is the future greatest diesel. This is the future greatest diesel engineer that's ever lived in California. I'm saying that I've never even seen him do engineer work. He might be hella boosty at it. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, but yeah. Um, I don't know. It's interesting because it was interesting coming from your perspective on things because I've, like I said, I've never had like a, I've never had a conversation who come from that background. Yeah. Comes from the who comes from the background of saying, okay, I was a pecker wood or I was this like, it's different like. What's the um, now your mom, your family? Are they are they your immediate family, like your brothers and sisters and mother and father? Do they have that mindset too, or? My dad, when he was younger, he used to be crazy all the way until uh, he had my sister, and then my other one of my uncles, he's in, he's involved with it, but I've got distant family that's involved with it, and they're all locked up for life for that, murder. And does that start as something? Cause I don't know a little bit about that. I don't know. That does that start that sh that starts the street level and then goes to jail, or you go to jail and then you bring it back out here. It depends. Some people get in outside of jail. Some people get in as they're in jail. Mm -hmm. It just all depends on the person. Cause I was telling Josh like, cause that's why we that's why we had the Peckerwood conversation. Cause I was telling him how in Vallejo where I lived at. Cause Vallejo, as far as black gangs, we never we didn't necessarily really had gangs. We had street clubs, and so. They had one gang that started called Black Gorilla Family. It's a prison gang, but the younger cats came out of jail and went up to the apartments up the street from where I lived now called 201 Main Street. Shout out to 201 Main Street. We in the building. You feel me? But with that being said, sorry, sorry. Go back to being proper. But with that being said, all right. So they came up, they went up to 201 Main Street and started BGF out there. And I don't know where, I don't know if they still out there. You know, this was, shit, I was 13 when they were out there, honestly. But they might all be, they might all be back in jail, but always kind of it's always it always fascinated me how like the the prison culture can judge the street culture exactly like even like even like how we sag like sagging started as a prison thing like 
that just I'm sorry I cut you off. Go ahead. Hey, anybody in the end's got to tie to somebody in the outs. I mean, that's how they're getting drugs in there, how they're getting all kinds of stuff inside. It's just everybody's got to tie to the outs one way or another. Like, you see prison and all that on TV, but really it's nothing like what you see on TV. Mm-hmm. Like, people in there, they have phones, they have PlayStations, they got all <laughs> kinds of stuff just because... Man, shout out to YG. I saw a video on uh, YG's Instagram. He put up his homie in jail, and this dude got 12 Little Caesars medium pieces delivered in jail. I kept wondering, how in the hell does that happen? Like, I, like, you can get pizza, but you can't get free? Like, like, like that, that blows it's my just, mind. It's just money on your books. Like, all those little jobs like that you can do inside of jail. Like, you can rat on someone and get time off. You can get money on your books. I mean, but then you put yourself in danger. You can do like little jobs around and get money on your books. You, people can put money on your books and you can get stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's how a lot of people are acquiring materialistic things in there. Now, because of that, for you personally, you know, you have some family who's involved. You have a few friends that's involved, even though you kind of distance yourself. Do you still feel the peer pressure to go out and ride with them on certain scenarios, in certain situations, or be influenced by that because like um do you, do you follow me on snapchat no i put a post up this morning uh i put a post up this morning uh, and everybody was laughing at it because i sometimes like i write little quotes you feel me? i'm not my angelo but y'all know i'd be writing my little quotes and stuff and i put um and i thought and i thought and it's probably ironic because i thought about you when i was writing it i said it i said it killed my it killed my people knowing that killing people wasn't part of my vibe and what I meant by that was when I was growing up, because my brothers and sisters, they all put in work. You know, my brother put in work in Harrisburg. My brother, my other brother put in work in New Orleans. My other brother put in work in SAC. He started a gang in SAC. When I came out to SAC, my sister was banging. My sister was banging with, uh, was was uh, banging. I don't know if you know what Fab is. No. Fourth Ave. It's like, it's like Oak Park. It's oh, old. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was banging Oak Park. And when my dad was coming out, she was banging. My cousin was banging. So I was rocking, so I was rocking with them when we had... I was rocking with them when they had beef. I was rocking with them when we had altercations. I was rocking with them if something happened, um, and it disappointed my it disappointed my younger brother, my younger brothers who was looking up to me when it was going out and doing drive-bys, when it was going out and popping dudes to know that oh, he's not gonna do that. He's not gonna rock. He's not gonna rock on that. Now, granted, like I said, if it comes to this hand-to-hand altercation, well, I got you. But as far as like going to the extreme going to that extreme level of I'm really insane that's never been me you know I'll identify as a nerd before that before anything else but with that being said how do you deal with your peer pressure on that I mean like depending on the situation like you said I'm not now I'm not out here to be committing crimes to go back to jail like if it's some like a man-to-man fight I'll be there like I've never backed down from anything like for instance right most now, people most people are okay with a hand-to-hand fight because in the, the day it's fair. If I win, it's cool. If I if I lose, it's still bad. But it's like I don't know. Like, I, I never. I don't know. I could never just rock with just killing people. That was yeah, never I, my. That was. I, there's a saying that I like to say. I don't care if it's a win, lose, or draw in a fight. If I win, cool. If it's a draw, cool. But if I lose, that guy's gonna know he got in a fight. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You gonna know. You gonna know. <laughs> How'd you, you, he ripped your ear off? Yeah, but I still won, you know. <laughs> but, but nah, so it's, yeah, most, yeah. I don't know, like I said, I, but yeah, just 
that peer pressure, is it still there a lot of the time? Like, Not really at all. Like I said, I've distanced myself from everybody. It's The involvement is still there. Like, if I see him, I say what's up. But other than that, I keep my distance, do my own thing. I've got my goals set in life of what I want to do, and I plan on succeeding them no matter what it takes. All right. Interesting. Yeah, no, that's good. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's one thing, like I said, that's one thing I like about you. You seem to have a, you seem to have an awareness of your independence, awareness of your independent thinking. And that's one of the issues I think we have now where, like, a lot, you have a lot of people who don't, who just group think, who just group think on everything. We were talking about, um, we talked about Trump, right? Uh, yeah. Please. And I was saying, like, with Trump, I was telling him, like, how there's certain things he agree, he does that I do agree with, there's certain things he does that I don't agree with. And... I've never been that person. I'm not on that whole train of where I'm just going to hate every single thing he does because the reality is he is the president. So I want him to do a good job so I can survive here. But I want him to do a good job so I can survive here. And uh, how do you feel about that? Honestly, I feel like the same way. Like some things he does are pretty stupid. Some things he does I agree with. It's everything. Like somebody can do something I don't agree with. It's there with every person. Like. Everybody's got their opinion whether they agree with it or not. You know, so how many people in golf in general would you say probably like full-handedly support Trump, like on that gung-ho level? Honestly, probably like 70% of the people in golf. Really? This is only unique because this is a city in California, but, but I mean, I guess it makes sense. I mean, this is, it is golf. Yeah, it's a little farm town. I mean, shoot, we just got a Walmart a couple <laughs> years ago. We're getting up there now. No, if you go to any place in California and it's farm, it's either me- mostly Mexicans or mostly whites. It's one of the two. Now, I don't know, so that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Do you feel... It's kind of strange. So this is gonna, this question is going to be weird. This is going to be maybe a weird one to answer because I don't know how if, how much you could kind of rock with this. But um, were people most... Have you went outside of California before? Yeah. So when most people think of California, they think like of... Um, like the San Diego, yeah, San they Francisco. Think of beaches and surfers and they think of a certain, chicks and all yeah, that. Yeah, they think of a certain prototype. Do you feel more gawked than you feel Californian? And I asked that because I met a guy like a few months ago and he was from Placerville. Yeah. And he told me when he moved to Montana and North You ever been to Placerville? Yeah. He told me when he moved to Montana, he used to go hang out there. I hang out there. He said that people really liked him but hated other people from California because they all people from Cali always come with that big city mentality and you know, always saying, Oh, this ain't like San Diego. He said, but coming from Placerville, he was like, it's not that different from where I grew up at. So so it's not it wasn't a real culture side. So with you, do you feel more Honestly I feel like every town is different. Every town people are gonna act different, the trends are different as everything's getting around. Yeah. And really, every time I go to like a new place and hanging around new people, I stay quiet for a little bit just to get to know them and how they're gonna act. So then I know, okay, I can do, my personality is gonna work with these people. Oh, I need to adjust this. I can't say this. You know, right. there's different things, and that's the biggest part of life is you have to learn how to adjust to new things and adapt to your surroundings. And a lot of people can't do that. Right. You gotta learn how to. What was it? What was that saying? What's that saying to have? Learn how to be water, not. Learn how to be water, not. Um, I forgot what it was. It's like because water, if you can pour water in any cup or any shape, it'll like mold to the shape. But that's real. Or to learn how to be water, not ice. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, water, not ice. Yeah, but even, but even then, and even, even on that aspect, even then on that aspect, you guys are unique to me. Even when it comes to Josh, because like, you guys grew up on here. When you see him, like, I'll, I'll put his. I don't know. Do you want? Well, I don't want. I'm only gonna tag your Instagram. Have everybody in, in, in your business and shit. But like, when people see you, you guys just look like to them regular white guys. Yeah. But when you're talking to me, you know about Mike Sharon. You're talking to me. Oh, you know about SOB. You know about this and that. So. That's the interesting thing about growing up here is like you're not like like I used to live in Alabama. If you talk to a white dude from Alabama, if he, if they live in if they live in um what's that one place? Enterprise or Union Springs or Midway or um, Mobile, Dothan, Montgomery. They all they know is about is Toby Keith. All they know about is George Strait. That yeah. is it. They know nothing else about the outside world. Like Drake, nada. But it's interesting to see you guys because I like I see like I see you guys like hybrids of like the I don't know how to call. I don't know what you call like the hybrids of the younger millennial or pop culture, where it's like you can you can be totally aware of a totally different culture outside of what's your dominant one. Exactly, and that's I've grown around like around a lot of different cultures. You know, I've grown around straight country people, straight rap people, and like old school music too. So like, I listen to all the genres of music except for jazz. Jazz can just be wiped off the face of the earth. I don't like that, so. But I mean. <laughs> I can rock with anything, like music-wise, as long as it's not like jazz, because it's just boring, or that screamo rock music, just because you can't even understand. Man, the words. I'm gonna tell you what's so weird about that, man. I, hey, I remember six years ago I did security for a screamo concert at Vega Nightclub in Sacramento, California. I'll never forget this, and it blew my mind because when you go to a screamo, when you go to a screamo concert. It'll be 500 people in it. The funniest thing is when they introduce the song, thank you, thank you. And today today we're going to be performing Bloody Waterfalls over Montana. And then it's like, ah, ah, ah. thank you. Now today we're going to be performing Holly Wendersfields on Johnny Depp's back. Ah, every song, song, song sounds the same. Exactly. And then the crazy thing about it is, and this is, this is the one thing I am so jealous from white people about. Is when you go to a rock concert and they play that weird shit, excuse my language, when they play that weird shit, they'll be pushing and shoving each other and knocking each other yeah, down, mosh pit. mosh pit and just having fun, and get back up and it's all cool. They get back up and there's nothing wrong, there's no fights, there's no F you niggas, no I'm going to my car, all you niggas is getting shot, it's none of that. If you go to a if you go to a night, you know how many almost fights I got into because I stepped on somebody's shoe? It'll be, hey nigga, hey nigga, hey nigga, nah nigga, hey watch where the fuck you stepping, nigga, I don't give a fuck nigga, 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 okay, it's bad now, nah, it's bad, I got, I'm gonna finger my brothers, hey, it's bad, hey, it's bad, it's bad, we need, it's, it's going somewhere now, so it, man, I, I'm, I, man, I don't, I, I was about to ask you why is it like that, but you don't like that type of music, so I don't know, I gotta, I gotta get well, some, I mean, like, it's just what they do, like, I said it's their, that environment, they do that at all their concerts, like my buddies, they just went to Aftershock, and, they have videos of the mosh pits, and it's people that's just, it's like going to a football game, they tackle each other, it's a mosh pit. And back in the day, mosh pits used to be, oh, yeah, they no, just go in and start swinging. No, no, I'm gonna tell you, no, I'm gonna tell you, there was, for those of you guys out there who were burnt, who were born in the late, maybe early to late 1990s, you guys know, you guys I remember, crunk music, when you used to go to the club, and they had, well, actually, I wasn't even outside at that time, but you had crunk music, you had songs called Nuck If You Buck, and throw bowls, and dudes will be in the club throwing bowls and punching. Now the difference between that and mosh pit is, trust me, when they started throwing bowls, they weren't playing. Like it, it wasn't for the music. Well, okay, we're really fighting now. Yeah. Like 
That like so that's I don't know if it's because we were just on people just were on ed, more edge compared to pe- white people who went to mosh pits or I don't know it just was weird like I, that blew my mind about that like I that made I was like how y'all how y'all don't even be fighting but yeah so with that being said going to music I was gonna ask a very personal question to you and this is gonna test our friendship may I may I see your uh, playlist and read it out loud on the podcast <laughs> my playlist. I don't have that much on here. Is it? But this would be like my, I got two different playlists. Okay, let's see. He has two different playlists with six songs. Like, <laughs> six or seven songs. I mainly listen to like just Pandora just because then I don't have to be looking up songs all the time. Okay, let's start with, he has one playlist called Bass. And on Bass he got No Hands by Walker Flocker. Okay. Girl, the way you doing? Hey, got it with no chance. Uh, put on F- SMD. Was this my song? Is this, was this my song? Shoreline Mafia Bands. Yeah. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up, hold up. Hold up. Oh, I might not load. I got crappy service out here. I love to play. That's my shit. This ain't a Millie Rock. This a money dance. My dick ain't hard. It's a 30 in my pants. But uh, Musty. Okay. Murder on my... I don't know that dude. Rob Stone. I know Rob Stone. Everybody keep telling... Yeah, this is my shit. I don't know, cause I, I don't know if I can play this because this might get flagged, but fuck it. Yeah. Hold on. There we go. Can't play that long because I must want to get this flagged and I won't be able to run monetize it. But anyway, okay. Yeah, I guess you got a respectable six songs. Uh, country. You got Dope, Dirt Road Dollars, Deluxe, Morgan Wallen Up Down. I know that song up down. That's a that's a hella popular one. Smooth. I know Florida Georgia Line. Darius Rucker, Wagon Wheel. Oh, Darius Rucker's a nigga. Excuse my language. <laughs> Music K Brown, Kane Brown, Up Church, Pond Creek Road. <laughs> could you could you envision yourself singing country music? Yeah. Depending on the song. <laughs> like, you, if you had a country rock name, what would it be? I don't even know, to be honest. <laughs> We're going to call you, uh, shoot, uh, Band Gang JT. <laughs> Band, Gang J- Band Gang JT. Down there in the country, gotta go. But, uh, yeah, I think we, we did pretty good. Uh, before I even think about clothes, do you have any questions you want to ask or anything you're curious about? Honestly, all I can say is no matter what you're going to do in life, just think. Your reputation's always gonna stay behind you, and everybody's gonna know. And there's so much information out there now that you can get on anything, and people are gonna know everything about you. Mm. There's nothing you can escape from nowadays with the internet and all that. So honestly, just think of your decisions and how they're gonna affect you in the future. And if you're strong enough and you have the confidence, you can succeed anything and just do yourself. Make goals and work your hardest to get to them. I expect that. Yeah, that's deep. Sounded very Maya Angelou. Very, very Maya Angelou. Now, you work, where you, uh, where do you work? Oh, let me not put that business out there, hell. But with that being said, shout out to everybody listening to me. Uh, I'm still debating if I'm upload this today or tomorrow. I don't know, but shout out to JT for being part of the podcast. You feel me? We rocking. We about to go to, we, we about to go to, we about to go to Las Islitas, maybe. I don't know. You ever been there yet? That Mexican spot across the street from Denny's? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's heck of rocking. But shout out to y'all. Much love and peace. Shout out to everybody who lives in the small city of Galt and Harold and Lodi, Isleton, Colliersville, Woodbridge, um, any other village I forgot. But it's much love. You guys are nice.